All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Ah, oh, man. Like I was saying, that fucking sandwich, man. It's, <laughs> dude, it's a bad move. It's a bad move to start a show and just like launch into, like, launch into a show after you've eaten a colossal, you know, sandwich that is so full of like greasy goodness <laughs> and pulled pork uh. oh boy you're gonna you, you you've uh you've made your own bed my friend and uh yeah i know i i i also uh, this is like i just i i've i've been really uh, oh god oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been making some bad decisions as of late, just with regards to like virtual meetings. Like I have a writers m- group now. Ooh, nice. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I went in t- like I've been getting really into green tea, but I've noticed that green tea makes me piss like fucking like f- like twelve times a day. Yep. <laughs> um, so, and I, I, I drank a, a bunch, like a lot of water and green tea right before my, my big, like two hour writers meeting. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> I haven't missed, made a mistake that bad since I drank all that cherry Coke and then watched, um, watch, uh, uh, the return of the King in, <laughs> in a, in a packed theater. And I was sitting in the middle <laughs> Where I was just like, oh, man, I just want to listen. Like, the sound is the best in the middle of the theater, you know? <laughs> and soon as soon as the opening titles come on and it's like, you're entering a magical world where Frodo Baggins and such are walking, of course. And I'm just like, oh, God, I need a piss, you know? <laughs> Okay, shit. And that's how we're going to kick off the show. (laughs) Oh, man. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, (laughs) We hope hope you had a great week. You had to have had a better week than that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. man. I'm so full of pulled pork and cheese. Ugh. You what know, was I thinking <laughs> I feel I feel the way that you're feeling now is how I've been feeling since I've watched uh, the Snyder cut to tell you the truth. <laughs> I, I'm being dead ass like it. It there was so much of it and I feel like it's still digesting within my mind and emotions. And I just I'm not I'm not quite sure if if it fully even makes sense to me. Um, so yeah, I'm having a bit of a pop culture indigestion is what I'm saying. Dear listeners, uh, we're, since we're going to launch right into it, I underwent what's called the, what I, what I like to call the Snydering. 
is uh, I watched all of Zack Snyder's movies leading oh up God. to uh, leading up to uh, uh, the just the the Zack Snyder's Justice League. You should have done something like healthier with yourself like drugs or something i know i really should have. i really should have skipped that all and just went to heroin right <laughs> would have been oh, easier next, <laughs> next week listeners i'm just gonna eat glass you know <laughs> it's a palate cleanser you know <laughs> yeah exactly and that it cuts off your palate <laughs> I'm going to stuff a, sh- a full champagne bottle up my ass, and then I'm going to go, uh, uh, what's it called? I'm, I'm going to jump uh, onto uh, a, a pile of bricks, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Uh, all of which I would have preferred more than uh, watching all this, all of Zack Snyder's uh, entire, like Zack Snyder's entire oeuvre. Uh, his cinematic. I just god damn man. I there is no one who makes action like action movies <laughs> so boring. How sick? I, I, like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say how sick are you? How sick are you of slow mo right now, dude? I just fucking like, um. After a while, after I was watching for, uh, by the time I reached three hundred, which I watched with uh, producer of the show Sabrina, oh. um, I was already into the rhythm of like, it was like Homer Simpson when he, he's like, <laughs> bed goes up, bed goes down, bed goes up, <laughs> bed goes down, right? <laughs> it's like it's like speed ramps up, speed ramps down, speed ramps up, speed ramps down. It's just so. Like I, I, I swear, all his movies could be reduced to a half-hour runtime if it wasn't for all this fucking slow motion, right? I wonder if anybody's done that and like posted it on YouTube, like you know what a Zack Snyder film actually runs at if you take out all the slow motion and just run it at actual speed. Probably like it's barely an hour. Probably, I bet I, it probably hits the it barely hits the hour mark. I bet you're right. I bet you're right. Yeah. But dude, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say about Zach. Like, if you think about Zack Snyder's movies, what's like other than the slow-mo? What is the thing that jumps to your mind? Like, um, like think Man of Steel, think uh, Watchmen, think like. Did you see Dawn of the Dead, his remake of Dawn of the Dead? Yes, yes, I did see. I did okay. see that. Um it it tries to it tries to sexify a bad mood is basically what jumps out to me. Um in all those movies, it's like everything is kind of miserable and desaturated to a certain extent. And that's a <gasps> that's supposed to make it edgy and cool. And you know, there was a time when that was true but uh when that's like when that's your note um it becomes a little tiring and it doesn't necessarily fit every single piece of subject matter all the freaking time you know let's put it that way let me zoom in on something in, in particular here um with man of steel a lot of people really hated 
that uh, a character like Superman was placed in a sort of filter that was uh, what I just explained. Um, I, for one, kind of enjoyed it because I feel it added a new twist to the character's mythos. Like he's always, you know, bright, colorful, hopeful. Um, But, you know, when transplanted into uh, real life, I I think there would be more uh, more ups and downs, especially, you know, to this all powerful alien occupying the planet and especially trying to figure out his own identity. He was raised an earthling and then. You know, you realize you have this whole other side to you. Um, but the whole thing, uh, it, it, it kind of makes it, it kind of makes it a completely different character altogether. I mean, you could have, you could have taken the name Superman off of it and probably have made the movie a lot more interesting um, because you don't have that expectation of hope. <laughs> <laughs> which is right. a very weird thing to say. It's like, if, if you just don't hope, it'll be fine. Um, but uh, uh, as as it stood, uh, it set a weird tone uh, going forward. I mean, what do you think? I mean, so I started the Snydering with Man of Steel, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I watched his movies out of order. I didn't watch them in chronologically. Okay. Uh uh, I I realized that they're like his movies have this thing where it's always a push and pull. Mm-hmm. Like some things, I'm just like that's interesting. Like some shot, like some uh, the way the way he frames certain shots. Like the man has a he has a vision, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Which is something that uh, like will lead me into talking about Justice League. Like, he has a vision, uh, and uh, it 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 is definitely something that's very much his own. Mm-hmm. That vision, however, is boring, <laughs> and uh, and and it it, it is. Um, Un, it's it's gratuitous and unnecessarily long, hmm. right? Uh, and with regards to Man of Steel, I, like knowing as much as I know about Zack Snyder now, it, it's so funny. When I first saw Man of Steel, I was like, "There's something really weird about how he framed Superman, especially with uh, with uh, you know Pa Kent." Basically giving him, telling him, you know, it, it was the moment that was in the trailer. And I remember when it, when uh, we when I saw the trailer in the theaters, when they cut to, you know, uh, when he was like when, you know, little Clark Kent is like telling his dad how he rescued those kids from drowning in a school bus <laughs> when it fell into a lake. He was like, you know, what I, what should have I done? Should I just have let them drown? And, you know, Pa Kent is like, maybe. And everybody, I remember the reaction in the theater. (laughs) The reaction in the theater was a lot like, they were just like, there were, a a few people were like, what? And then other people were like, oh, snap. Like, yo, this, this Superman is real. Like, I'm just like, I'm not sure if like. Oh snap! Is the reaction I want out of Superman, right? You know, 
as time progresses, that 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 aspect of the movie just gets funnier and funnier to me because Pa Kent has been reframed as this monster in my mind. It's just it's just unnecessarily letting people suffer in in these scenarios in my head. It's just like you know. There's a kitten in the middle of the road. It's about to get hit by a car. It's just like, Clark, don't. You have to keep your secret. But I could just pick it up. Anybody could do that. No, Clark, don't. You know, it gets run over. It gets smeared all down the road. And Clark's crying. He's like, Dad, why'd you let that happen? You have a greater purpose, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile Mar- he had, Martha he- Kent's just like, why did I marry you? Like, you have- <laughs> No, Martha Kent. Dude. Okay, so um, it is no mistake. There, there is no getting around the fact that Zack Snyder himself is in an uh, a, a student of Ayn Rand, right? Uh-huh. And that that becomes so clear when you watch Man of Steel, because what does Ayn Rand teach? Right, objectivism, mm-hmm. and which is basically a shorthand for like. It's it's I'm I'm just gonna paraphrase the philosophy. What's in it for me is the philosophy of objectivism. Right, right. And um, with Man of Steel, like I just went like it, it might as well be a propaganda film for objectivism because the whole movie, like Pa Kent telling him just like. You know what? Uh, let those fucking kids drown. What's in it for you? You you're you serve a even his even his space dad, fucking Jor-El is just like, you know, uh, you will give them a goal to strive towards. You are the individual, right? <laughs> the, one of the big moments of Man of Steel that I felt like best exemplified that was the death of Pa Kent, mm-hmm. where he's just like, no, 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 it's like, what's in it for you, buddy? Like, really, if I die, who gives a shit, you know? And then he gets taken away, and then I'm just like, what? <laughs> that is still single-handedly the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen. Like, just... <laughs> I just chalk it just up a- to the fact, I think I think he wanted a way out, and he saw his opportunity right then. <laughs> and he was just like, no, Clark, don't. Your mother and I haven't slept together in 10 years. I just kind of want to end it, you know? Like dad, um. <laughs> he disappears. But then you see him like float into a helicopter. Like he just <laughs> whoop, you know, goes into a helicopter. He's like, take me to Mexico. You know, <laughs> that would My be son's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a twist. He's just like, I've been scared for the last twenty years raising this monster. I need him to know. I need him to think that I'm dead, so I can just live the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> that would be a twist, and I could see Zack Snyder doing that in like at the end of his trilogy, like, "Oh, Pa Kent was still alive, and now you know uh, Clark and Lois's son is going to be the new Batman." Did you hear about that shit? Oh my god, dude! We're gonna. Oh ju- my god! We're we're gonna jump around a bit here because it's it's just what worked with Zack Snyder's work. Um, but yeah, you you heard about that, right? Yes, I did. I I heard about that, and and I think it's. I think Zack Snyder doesn't know what he's doing. There, like, there's two things going on at the same time. He's trying to, he he tries to make things that are, 
he he tries to put a, the objectivist Ayn Rand kind of philosophy into all all of his movies. And I'm talking every movie I saw, I was just like, oh, there's a, there's an Ayn Randism right there. Um, and then at the same time, he's also he he also does things because they look cool and sound cool, but has no idea how to finesse them into a coherent story nowhere was that more evident in uh, sucker punch ooh. sucker punch dude was a i couldn't believe how fucking big of a mess that movie was i i'm just like if that's his take on feminism then uh, dude i'm just glad like there are no feminists that actually associate themselves with him because <laughs> that's that movie is insulting mm. um but uh, uh, so with regards to uh, going back to uh, um, Justice League, let's let's go right into balls first into Justice League. Uh, that move, this movie, the four hour cut of Justice League um, is kind of exemplary of that. It's like there are some cool visuals. It feels more like a coherent story instead of a Frankenstein monster <laughs> that was the Justice League. Right. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. The Justice yeah. League. That's <laughs> what everybody on the internet is calling it, the Justice League. And um it it feels less like a like just a, a fucking like it, uh, you know one of those like bizarre creations that you're just like, uh, you know, uh, that your kid comes up to you and just like, "Look what I made." And you're like, "Aw," and you look at it and you're just like, "Oh, god." You <laughs> 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 Buried, you know, I'm just like, oh, this is so nice. And you like, you're like, I'm going to burn this later. <laughs> OK, remind me, remind me to keep my kids and their creations away from you. <laughs> like Uncle Pavel isn't very encouraging. Uh, you know, he just he just went through the Snydering 10 years ago <laughs> and he's still getting over it. <laughs> still, you know, <laughs> Still, you know how he is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Are you my real dad? Shut the fuck up, Billy. You know. <laughs> oh God! But um, or I'll give you back to the family I stole you from. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh man, Pavel single-handedly. Keeping the therapy industry buttressed. <laughs> Booming. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the so the Snyder Cut is more, co more, I feel like I watched it. I watched a, um, uh, this this uh, film critic named Mark Kermode mm -hmm. uh, give his critique of it, and he said something that uh, nailed it for me. He was like, it's a, it's coherent, but it's, it's coherently boring. It's, there's <laughs> like, it has a coherence to it, but now it's coherently boring. And uh, I was, I now, it, it, I can't not think about that that phrase now. What did you think, uh, by that, the way? That's, I think, I think that's perfect. It was, um, I feel like, the movie was trying to make uh, the prolonged moments of each character beautiful and um, trying to call that character development. But it was just so 
overly self-indulgent. Like I was, I was really cringing hard during some of these inner monologues that the characters like that. Oh God, that point when the flash decided that he needed to run faster than light and reverse time. And he started talking to his dad. I was just like, Oh God, please just, just let it all end. It was, it, it, it was, it was, it was stupid. It was just like, I, we, we, didn't we establish earlier in the film that you are heavily motivated in your professional, quote unquote, professional life to try to get your dad out of jail? We know that he is your, you know, that he motivates you. We don't need to hear like your inner voice uh, saying, Dad, if I don't make it, I just want you to know. It's just like. <laughs> I, I just I, 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 I lit, my my shoulders literally jumped into my ears. I was just like, oh, what is this? What is this? Just I started rooting for dark side at that point. I was just like, please, just <laughs> just kill them all. Kill them all. Dark side. Wow. Uh, I want to get to him later, but a little bit more on the flash. OK, so a few things about the flash. I felt the same way because at that point in the movie, it's going towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie is like at hit, reaching the three hour mark. And I'm just like, <laughs> God damn, just fucking go back in time already. You know? <laughs> um, which which is weird because like I thought the idea. The idea of the Flash going back in time after the Justice League fails mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. I love that. The idea is fantastic. Some of the visuals of him going into the Speed Force and the, the cosmicness of it all looked cool. Mm-hmm. But it just, it was like, it was like, it was so ham fisted that I feel like he killed like a flock of pigs just to wrap it around that fucking moment. There was so much bacon to it that I was just like, please, I'm stuffed. It's, uh, it, it, it was, it was the concept started out with a nice, with a nice amount of nuance. Like when they resurrected, uh, Clark Kent, AKA Superman, uh, the way they redid that moment from the original theatrical cut and showing the mother box actually coming back out of the uh, Kryptonian goop as the Flash approached. Uh, you could see that he missed his moment, but with his speed force, he, he was able to sort of like finagle the timing. I was just like, OK, you've now sh- you've now shown us, especially with some of his um, explanation beforehand uh that this is this is a factor and it's going to come into play later most likely you know um but the way they went about it in that scene was just like you said it was ham-fisted and i i felt like it took away from the awesomeness uh, the specter of flashes powers going forward because it made it it made it more of an emotional thing which it is in the comics especially if you're if you're thinking about flashpoint but uh, the way it was depicted on screen i felt distracted from him basically destroying the laws of physics i was just like he okay he's reversing time but he's sort of like 
working out his feelings toward his dad at the same time. It just it just didn't work for me. Um, yeah. yeah. Here's another thing that didn't work. If we're going to linger a little bit on the flash and mm. speaking of lingering, how did you like those hot dogs surrounding Iris West? Uh-huh. Because that part was I was like, why? Why? Why is she surrounded by dicks? Why is this? Why is this moment? <laughs> Everything about that scene was you said wrong. It. You said it. I mean, look, dude, there there's a moment where he's like looking at up at her, and I'm like, this is such an interesting shot. And then he it pans to the left, and there's a hot dog slowly making its way towards her face. And I'm just like. <laughs> Like, if she was to die, it would be the most undignified, like, way to die if Flash wasn't there, right? If Barry Allen wasn't there, she would have died with, like, a hot dog going, like, 90 miles per hour into her mouth, right? According to Zack Snyder. Like, she's just like, oh, my God. You know, deep-throating a fucking hot dog and just fucking smearing herself on the Oh man, I would not want to have seen that storyboard. <laughs> but <laughs> the most undignified way to die if Flash wasn't there <laughs> in the multiverse. So there is a there is a version where she dies, right? <laughs> in the most undignified way, surrounded by f- meat phallic like. <laughs> just phallic items all over the all over herself. Good lord! You know? Oh man. Oh, uh, so, that, that's when the cream cheese truck sort of like turns the corner and adds to the whole uh, <laughs> to the whole spectacle of it. But the, the beginning of that scene, I actually you almost threw up there, didn't you? Yeah. OK, so kind of you kind of like calm down. You're like, oh, that's not. But um, the beginning of that scene, I actually kind of dug. I was just like, oh, this might actually be cool. Like when the Flash ran out of the, uh, the uh, I guess the the pound or the puppy sh- shop. No, the, he went. Yeah, he went to the like it's the like pet a, store. Uh, yeah, uh, the pet store. Pet store. It's a pet store. You could tell I don't deal with animals. It's just like the pound, no, the pup, the puppy factory. <laughs> um, you know, the place where they have all the fucking dogs. Yeah, you know, <laughs> in, gathered in one place, the gathering place of dogs. <laughs> Dogland. <laughs> Oh man, but when he when he ran out of there and went through the glass door and he touched it with his fingertip, it actually liquefied before it shattered. And I thought to myself, that's cool, you know, just kind of taking us into this world of, you know, when of super speed. Um and then I felt like it was trying to emulate the time in a bottle scene from X-Men a bit cuz everything is frozen. And he can sort of manipulate uh, what's going on in the scene, but it just turned into it turned into a bit of a creeper shot because he's just staring into this woman's face, who faces certain death if uh, he doesn't act. And uh, and then that's it. He's just that's it. A few things more with that. Okay, so you're right. There, there, the moment where he touches the glass door and it disintegrates, that part was cool. The, the fact that his shoes 
disintegrated off his feet. Mm. Also very cool. Technically, all of his clothes should have just burned <laughs> off of his body. <laughs> why just the shoes? He should have just gone all the way, right? <laughs> uh, but another thing that happened was that, um, A, Zack Snyder doesn't understand the Speed Force, right? Because mm. it, it looked to me like uh, uh, Barry Allen was trying to gently cradle Iris West down at, so as not to shatter her into a million pieces, which is something that Zack Snyder has said that would, because he's like, I respect the physics of the Flash, you know, if... He's going to touch something at like going like a thousand miles per hour. It's going to explode. And I'm like, no, that's not how the the speed force works. The speed force is he's in he's into he's moving in between a dimension Mm -hmm. like and still interacting with ours. Mm -hmm. So uh, what happens is like when he touches somebody, he envelops them into the speed force so they don't, they can't, ex- even he, if he's coming at them at a thousand miles per hour and he touches them, they don't explode. You know, mm. it, it's, it, it's, it's, the, it's fucking comic books. It's science fiction. <laughs> it just doesn't, it doesn't have to make sense. Like, why are you doing this? I mean, and, uh, it, <laughs> that, that, that's the problem with saying I respect the physics of the, of the speed force because. Because then you have to go all in or you don't go in at all. Because technically, at the speed that he's moving, he should be, the air around him should be scorching everything around him. <laughs> like that's, he's he's a, ro- he's a rocket, basically. Everything should just be turning to ash. Just, yes. just by proximity, you know? <laughs> that and he, he at some point, by the time he gets to Iris West, he's reached terminal velocity, like, no, escape velocity. So he <laughs> should just lift off the ground and just go into space, right? <laughs> if we're going to go with, like, the real physics of it. And another thing, why did, it seemed to me like Flash saved Iris West, again, going into, the, like, the whole Ayn Rand thing. He saved only Iris West. <laughs> that car could have killed every like he could have had the power to save everyone. <laughs> like uh, like cuz uh, like we don't know uh, like uh, like we saw that like the the driver of the truck who was going after his fucking dirty sand I'm like, dude, the burger's gone. <laughs> the burger's gone. Oh, I want you to ask my lunch. I got to, you know. Oh, my, drop my burger. It's the only one I got <laughs> in the world. Dude, the burger's gone. Just buy another one. Anyway, um, he that dude could have died. <laughs> the car, her, Iris West's car. <laughs> Iris West's car skips a bunch like rolls over and explodes, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know if there were any other innocent victims who got caught up by shrapnel or just like I, I just feel like like this version of the Flash is all is just like Superman. He's just like, what's in it for me? Mm. I get to save the, the pretty girl. Do I save anybody else? Fuck no, I don't care about anybody else. <laughs> so I, that's that's the, another problem I had with that. Uh what else? What else? Uh, all right, moving away from the Flash because I feel like if we if we linger on the Flash, 
it's going to take up a lot. It could yeah. be the whole show. I I gotta yeah. I gotta I gotta make a commentary on the way the Martian Manhunter was just shoehorned into this film hard. Like, dude, dude, if, if it, 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 like this, this, that, the his whole segment should have been brought to us by Nike, by Reebok, <laughs> Tom McCann. You know, fucking uh, Doc Martens, just the way it was shoehorned. Like, it should have, the whole theater smelled like leather, you know. It was just, it was just like, oh, okay, so this is a thing. I mean, the whole, the whole touching conversation between Lois and Martha, uh, them sort of grieving over Clark, um, it, it was actually, it was actually kind of touching for a second, you know. They, you know, these are two women who sort of, uh, loved uh, this guy in their own ways and they're finding comfort in each other. You know, that's a very, that's one of the most real human moments that you could get. And uh, when Martha leaves the apartment, her eyes start glowing red. She transforms into the Martian Manhunter and uh, then into that general, I, f I forget his name. Um, general Swanwick. General Swanwick, thank you. Yeah. And he sort of says to himself, like, the world needs you too, Lois. I was just like, why? Like, for, like, what's his investment in Lois Lane? Also, isn't he going to be worried that Lois Lane is just going to, you know, reach out to Martha Kent and just be like, look, thanks for really helping me out. Like, what? <laughs> Why the fuck I do that? I was over here drinking my iced tea. <laughs> She's like, then who have I been talking to? You know, and she just has a fucking nervous breakdown. Like, oh my god! She's like, I finally I'm losing my mind. I finally snapped. I finally snapped. That's god isn't real. <laughs> Superman is dead. Jumps out the window. <laughs> Surrounded by hot dogs as she goes down. You know. <laughs> Like what the fuck? Where did the hot dogs come from? Oh, God, you know, <laughs> the deep throats a hot dog before smearing on. <laughs> oh no! The specter of death is surrounded by hot dogs. It's what they. It's what they don't tell you in the Bible. <laughs> and and lo, the fourth the fourth horseman came onto the scene on a white horse, and he was followed by hot dogs. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'll never I'll never look at hot dogs in movies the same way again just because of you, man. They should have just cut to the Spectre, you know, the DC Universe Spectre. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> like he's you know, Lois hits the ground at like a thousand miles per hour and just explodes. <laughs> and then it cuts the hard cut, like it pans to the left, and you see the Spectre with an open container of hot dog. Like <laughs> it's empty, and he's just like, damn, I picked a bad time to go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but with this with the Snyder cut, though, the way they shoehorn Man Martian Manhunter, they could have put the Spectre in just out of nowhere because it didn't, there was no. There was no lead up, you know, um, and considering that this movie was four hours long, they could have found some time to sort of like 
ease us into this because it's just like suddenly, oh, this guy, this guy's somebody else. And they, they especially, and then we didn't see him again until the post credits where he shows up after, you know, after this massive battle in Russia, which he had to have known about because he's a military general. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Dude. he's just like, he, he, he rolls up to Batman. He's just like, hey, uh, I'm an alien too. Um, I like what you guys do. I want to be down. And yeah. even Bruce Wayne was just like, okay, who, who the fuck are you? Like, Yeah, who <laughs> Dude, I just got laid. Like, my balls feel like concrete. I'll, I, I don't give a fuck what you... Like, you want to join my club? Fine, man. And then the way- I, I, I assume you mean the hell, the hell bent for leather club, you know? And not, you know, the Justice League. And the way he introduced himself, he's like, oh, and some call me the Martian Manhunter. Like, Bruce Wayne was supposed to know... Like, he was supposed to be like, oh, you're the Martian Manhunter. Like, <laughs> like it's just the the, I don't, the timing, the, the, the cadence of everything. It's just like, it just didn't, it's it's like, Bruce Wayne doesn't know that you're talking to us, John. <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't exactly. know you're breaking the fourth wall. But this is, yeah, this isn't some Nick Fury moment where it's just like, <laughs> oh, shit, it's fucking Nick Fury talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers Initiative. He's just like. No, I just want to. I'm a green guy, and I just want to join your your super secret club. You know, <laughs> it's like it, it just doesn't. Oh God, it doesn't make sense, and it hurts my head. Uh, that I I feel like the decision to shoehorn in Martian Manhunter was because um, the you know the the Snyder cut cultists out there, and that's what they are. <laughs> because I don't understand the appeal of these movies like as as they're 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 going around the internet going like it's cinema it's cinema and I'm just like no it's fucking boring oh. so um oh man that just gave me indigestion so uh <laughs> you know they're going around saying it's cinema and and like these choices uh, the the choice to to shoehorn in Martian Manhunter I feel like it came from them because they're like uh, they were like, what if Swanwick was the Martian Manhunter the whole time? And I'm like, that wouldn't make sense because he let millions of, like, hundreds of thousands of people die in Man of Steel. <laughs> and in Batman versus Superman, he did nothing. Like, I feel like I'm yelling. Uh, oh. <laughs> Use your he podcast. Use your podcast voice. Um, sorry, sorry. No, it's, it, he, please, come on. What the fuck? We don't give a fuck here. Um <laughs> But, you know, but if if we're going to go in that direction with the Martian Manhunter, where he did stay behind the scenes, you know, there's there. Th- I think this question is going to come up more and more as we delve into secret characters existing in comics universes uh, going forward. I mean, they, we've sort of touched on that already when it comes down to um, the version of Old Cap that, you know, had lived through the timeline and then saw all this other stuff happening in the world, both real and in superhero lore. And it's just like, Oh, was he just in the background letting it happen? Um, But the thing with Martian Manhunter is that if, if we're going to give him that backstory (laughs) that he's been here the whole time and it's just now that he's revealing himself, 
you got to give you got to give at least a drop of explanation as to why, you know, why he chose not to do anything, <laughs> why he would do that. Like it's it's it just otherwise he just looks like an asshole. <laughs> Which, yeah. You know, the fucking green dipshit. Um, oh, all right. Let, let's. I guess Let's it. I guess back. I guess I guess it lends itself to the whole Ayn Rand thing that you you've been yeah. pointing out. It's just like, well, yeah, I, there's, I'm an alien. What's in it for me? You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, right? It's just like um, now that you guys have your club, now I now I have something to strive towards because you know I want to be part of your club. You know, <laughs> you know. I got a cape and everything. You know. <laughs> you know, I'm like Atlas. I shrugged at all of the. <laughs> you know. Injustices that befell Metropolis to Smallville during Man of Steel. <laughs> Bravo, sir. Thank Bravo. You, thank you, thank you. <laughs> God. So, um, so basically, uh, let, let, let's let's go back a ways. I know we're skipping around a lot, but I feel like we're hitting up all the heroes. Yeah, all the quote unquote heroes in this this four hour thing. Mm-hmm. What uh, this four-hour self-indulgence? So, Aquaman. Okay. <laughs> um, I like many have a beef with Aquaman in front of a bunch of people going like, "Hey, Batman, get off my back!" <laughs> I'm like, "Shut up! You're not supposed to call him Batman in front of people, man. He's doing business." <laughs> Um, B, what the fuck was up with, like, it, the movie opens, it, it pretty much, like, it, like the first act is, and, and let me tell you, there's so many first acts in this movie, mm. that I'm just like, when is it gonna get to the second act in the movie already? But, um, uh, so basically, it sets up Aquaman, you know, uh, 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 Bat- Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne goes looking for him in Iceland, and he's like, he comes in on the King Tide, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, Aquaman's like, you know, I'm, I'm a beefcake. What do I got to listen to you for? Uh, look at my tattoos. Hey, I'm the fucking best, you know, and he dives into the water and he takes off. And then... It, it just cuts to a like Bjork and the gals, just like <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> me and me and Sabrina were watching this together, and I'm just like, <laughs> when does this? I wish I had her on the show. I so wish I had her on the show. Her take on this whole like her the way she looked at me, and we were all looking at the screen, and she was like, why? because <laughs> like, that's, that's what they do in greenland did you know <laughs> they, they sang for like a solid two like they, the the movie didn't cut around the fact that they sang an entire three minute song and then like we're watching the back of this woman's head like just sing towards like, dude, Aquaman's not there anymore. You can stop, right? He's gone. You, you creeped him out and sent him away. <laughs> yeah, you, but you sent him away with your fucking dead eyes and your weird, you know. 
you, you, you're white, your your pale skin that hasn't seen the light of day in like however many a fortnight. It's like holy so, shit, there's no melanin here. <laughs> and they call me a goth, you know. Um, and then it, it's it's after they stop singing, the lady picks up you know fucking uh, Aquaman's uh, sweater, mm-hmm. and it probably reeks of like bo. Whale blubber and fish. Oh God! And she's just like, oh yeah, and she proceeds to fucking finger herself to to you know full release. It's it's <laughs> that was the weirdest. It's like that sweater had to have smelled like just dank brine at that point. Like it was, it it was just weird. And the singing of Bjork and the gang. I'll never not think of them as as that. You know, just like. Hustle and bustle. Um, but they, uh, it, it, it was, it broke the pacing of the film so hard. I, you're right. Like they, they sang for like a solid two minutes, and I was just like, uh, this is contributing how? Like, clearly, they're me- it's meant to infer that he is like this larger than life legend that they all know about. And sort of uh, almost worship, but at the same time, he co- he cavorts amongst you guys. You know, he's just for the most part, he doesn't want to be seen that way, and he's an alcoholic. Like, don't <laughs> don't put him on this pedestal um, and sing this song, which you all clearly rehearsed because it was like a you know she had like a chorus with her. Um, it was, it was a, it was weird. It was, it was very weird. Um, but then, dude, but he, he, Aquaman gets introed in this movie twice. <laughs> That's true. That was the first time. And then the second time he gets introed is when he saves that fisherman's life. And then he brings that fisherman back to the bar and then he's like, let me get your whiskey. And then he just like, you know what? I'm just going to take this because cap, you know, I, I'm a, I'm an objectivist and nothing gets in my way, you know? And he just gets, there's that shot where I'm like, this, this is a cool shot, but it just belongs in a better movie <laughs> where the waves come in inception style and take them away. Oh man. It, and how many characters, how I'm, I'm sorry, please go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, but, the like, I'm just gonna say this real quick. The movie asks us to be like, "Hey, this, I, I bet you forgot uh, about Aquaman." And it's like, <laughs> "No, we already saw him get introed once. You don't have to do it again." Nah, we didn't intro him. Here's another one. <laughs> and I'm just like, "We haven't even gotten to the second act yet, man. Just get to the second act already." <laughs> the uh, the introduction of characters. Uh, in this movie, I mean, Flash uh, saving uh, Iris West from a car accident, um, Aquaman saving that fisherman from a boat accident, uh, Wonder Woman saving those teachers and school children from an explosion accident. No, it's, it wasn't an accident; it was a terrorist attack. But. <laughs> It's just it, it it's it just kept hitting the same note. The only thing that maybe had um, a slight difference was Cyborg, which 
Oh, holy cow. I can't believe there was this much more story to this guy. Um, this much yeah, more right? footage. It's just like Joss Whedon must have like hated him or something because. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's another episode of the show. I, I, like, I all right. So, what's going to happen? I think right now is that this show is going to become a, a two parter mm. because I think we're going to have to cap it soon. Yeah, uh, because we just this is a four hour fucking movie, and I have so many gripes, and I'm <laughs> sure you do too. Yep. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and uh, I, 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 you know, we're going to cap it, and then I think we should also continue to talk about it and just include it into the absolutely next next. Uh, so, all right. So, going real quick with uh, what were we talking about? Fuck, I lost my place. Um, what were you, who who were you talking about? Was Cyborg it or Cyborg? Yes. Okay. So, with Cyborg, I loved his story, but I think Cyborg is where it became abundantly clear that Zack Snyder uh, and the writer Chris Terrio, mm-hmm. they only like Batman. <laughs> because everyone in this movie is Batman. Everyone is just a brooding, unhappy, <laughs> except for maybe the Flash. Uh, everyone's brooding, unhappy, and has is either has either lost their family or is in the process of losing their family under tragic circumstances. Did Wonder Woman lose her mom? Is that right? Did I see that right? Is it implied that Steppenwolf killed her mom? Um, no, I think I think her mom survived. Yeah, because she because okay. she had to, you know, shoot the arrow of uh, the emergency arrow. I'm going to call it the emergency yeah. arrow because <laughs> it's very less eloquent than whatever they called it in the film. But you know, it's like they the Amazon's powerful, independent, but they haven't discovered email or texting. So. No, no, no. It's yeah, it's definitely their version of it's like the symbolic email, right? <laughs> it's like uh, uh <laughs> you know, when when uh when uh Diana Prince goes and picks up the arrow, it should have said 404 error, you know, <laughs> written on the side of the on the on the base of it or like mailer demon. <laughs> oh, jeez. I guess the one arrow I sent back to them didn't really <laughs> I must have Put dot com oh, Jesus. instead of dot com. <laughs> oh, oh man! man. Uh, so you just brought up Wonder Woman. All right, yeah. All right. Um. All right. <sighs> okay. Really quick with Cyborg, I love. I, I really like Cyborg. I think that. That whole scene of basically turning Cyborg into a digital Dr. Manhattan Mm -hmm. was amazing. Just like, you know, um, all the there are little moments in this movie where I'm just like, this could be interesting. This could be interesting. And then it's like it's like that moment where uh, 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 Neo and Trinity ship comes out of the darkness Mm -hmm. and into the sunlight. And I'm just like, oh, it's it's beautiful. And then it's just like goes right back into the like Snyder land, you know, where I'm just like, this belongs in a better movie. This, this is really cool. This is compelling. Like I love, 
um, his whole uh, his relationship with his dad. Uh, this story has like heart to it, mm. um, and then and then they pan down to it, whenever they pan down uh, from Cyborg's torso, like his tinfoil torso. He looks like a tinfoil man. I hate I hate his design. And then it goes down to his tiny little chicken legs. Like, his legs are like <laughs> droids' legs. He looks like IG-88. Like, why did they give him IG-88 legs? Uh, Here's the thing about Cyborg's design. I like... I actually like the uh, polygon-style uh, design that they gave him. I just... I don't think the um, the way they rigged his movement... Uh, was conducive to show uh, that this this is a character who has some sort of heft. Um, it, it was a CGI issue for me in regards to motion. Um, there were too many times where he just looked like a floating head. On, yes, he looked like a floating head on top yes, of the body, and it pulls you out so quickly from you know from that sort of. Thing. And that's just, I mean, I think that might just be something with the in, in the uh, in the CGI industry. Some studios tend to do it really well and then sometimes when they slap it together you can just tell on an instinctual level i felt the same way uh during mark ruffalo's um stint in the hulkbuster armor in infinity war yes. especially at the Agreed. end where he's Agreed, just like yeah. ha, you guys are so screwed now it's just like okay this is he's like woo. somebody somebody just learned how to use adobe premiere this is really cool <laughs> <laughs> all right people um this is going to be a two-parter um we are going to cap it right here and we're going to continue on with our conversation in part two dun, 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 uh, dun. yeah the rvt um, cut yeah the <laughs> <laughs> The release the Mancebo cut. (laughs) Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. uh, So from both of us here, I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancebo. And together we are the Robots vs. Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. While you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week.
Dance out the mall.